Hey everyone, welcome back to Sprouting Minds. This week we have two guests. We have London and Autumn. Autumn was diagnosed with juvenile Huntington's disease and we talk about what that is and how it affects her body. We also talk about how they don't let this disease take hold of every aspect of their life. They're still able to travel and create such meaningful memories and I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hi, how are you guys? <laughs> Good. I love the artwork in the back of your room. Oh my nice. goodness. I painted Art. most of them. I, I kind of keep myself busy with crafts, but I didn't paint all of them. <laughs> you did most of them? Most wow. of them. Wow. Such a this one, this one here was done with leftover um, Easter egg paint because we did Easter eggs. And there was like, you know, you get those packets. Yeah. Anyway, we bought tons of different packets. And so I took the last leftover Easter egg paint and made that. Very <laughs> cool. I like it. And happy belated Sweet 16. Did you have a good Sweet 16? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I was able to join on your TikTok live for a little bit. So I got to see you opening some gifts. Um, I'm happy that a lot of people got to tune into that. Yeah. <laughs> We we had it all live at the party too, but apparently the reception wasn't very good, so it kept kind of cutting in and out. But it is what it is. We had a great time, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, awesome. <laughs> I wanted to have you guys on to talk about juvenile Huntington's disease. Now, I don't think it's a very common or known about disease. I didn't really know about it until I came across your profile. Can you tell us a little bit about what this disease entails? Sure. So in a nutshell, because it is very complicated, um, juvenile Huntington's disease is an extremely rare form of Huntington's disease. So Huntington's disease itself is rare. Juvenile Huntington's disease is extremely rare in the sense that less than less than about eight, around eight percent, but less than that will start showing symptoms before the age of 20 years old. Even less will start showing symptoms before the age of 10 years old. So and that's just, you know, that's just that percentage of all the people with Huntington's disease, only less than about 8% will end up with juvenile Huntington's disease. And and it's it's different in a sense that it progresses much faster than the adult form of the disease. Um, adults living with Huntington's disease have a life expectancy of around 10 to 25 years, somewhere around there. But the younger you are when you start showing symptoms, the faster the disease progresses. And someone with juvenile Huntington's disease, again, the younger you are, the faster it progresses. Um, someone for autumn life expectancy is around maybe 10, 10 to 15 years, possibly. So not something that's fun to talk about, but it's a fact about juvenile Huntington's disease. Autumn saw her dad battle the disease. There goes Fenrir with his squeaky toy. Fenrir, stop it. Some, some <laughs> um, light in the situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in this, it's basically juvenile Huntington's disease is a neurodegenerative progressive disease. It causes breakdown of nerve cells in the brain. Um, so the brain is basically deteriorating and slowly causes that progression of the disease. Um, symptoms are similar to having all of the symptoms of like ALS, Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease all at the same time. So imagine taking all those diseases and slowly progressing over time. That's what the disease does. Eventually, a person with the disease will completely lose the ability to do anything at all for themselves. Um, you know, right now, Autumn's in around mid stages of juvenile Huntington's disease. 
Um, you know, she can still eat on her own, but I have to cut up her food very small. Um, you know, she can get kind of dressed, but it's more dangerous for her to get dressed on her own because she'll trip and fall trying to put pants on. Um, you know, there's when people ask about symptoms, it's hard to to explain the symptoms because it's like getting dressed isn't a symptom. You know what I mean? Right. It's just a it's a it's it's due to the to due to the disease. The same thing in the shower. You know, she's slowly losing her fine motor skills. So something like scrubbing your hair like this is difficult for Autumn. So yeah. right now she can get in the shower. But when it comes to scrubbing her own hair, I got to go in there and make sure and scrub it you know, for her and put lotion on and stuff like that. Buttoning shirts is pretty difficult. Um, tying shoes, we just get the kinds that slip on because that's just easier. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that. Yeah. So. And it, it seems like you guys are a very wholesome family. And, you know, having this kind of terminal illness is, you know, it can really bring you down. And you post a lot of videos showing the realities but you also show that you guys are still living life to the fullest that you can. How do you how do you guys manage that? I'm sure, you know, as you said, your former husband unfortunately passed away from Huntington's disease. So mm -hmm. you kind of might have had some kind of understanding of what the disease is. Mm -hmm. But it, it must be hard too to know, you know, what you know, part of the future entails. Exactly. It is hard. Um, and Justin and I actually were never married, but even though we had broken up, we broke up before he was diagnosed. He was a wonderful father. He never did anything wrong to me. He loved his kids with all his heart and those were his life. And so, um, you know, just cause we broke up didn't mean I was going to take his kids away from him and, and shield them from the disease. They wanted to see their dad. They did. They used to visit him at the nursing home. They even had their own little bed set up in his room at the nursing home. Autumn even had her own name tag, remember? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, as far as, you know, so they saw that growing up. And I have, people are like, how did you educate your kids about the disease? And I never sat them down and had like a full conversation about it. It's just something that they heard me talk about. They you know, I mean, sure, if there's questions come up, then I answer their questions. And, you know, there were some times that were difficult when seeing their father in the nursing home. And so if I saw them being uncomfortable, then I just take them home. And, you know, they understood that dad's just going through something. So they kind of, you know, seen it all. But to be honest, when it comes down to like, it, it was when Autumn was diagnosed, I was, I was like, just a mess. Honestly, I had been, you know, watch Justin go through this. And now my child, now I knew my child was not only going to go through this, but my child was going to be so much younger and it was going to progress so much faster. And honestly, I couldn't talk about it for, it was about a year before I actually could talk about it. And pri prior to this, you know, I had had even just for Justin and for the future of my own children, I had started an organization called Care to Cure HD. We had like two runs. It was very successful, donated money to HDSA, donated money to the University of Iowa. Um, and then again, finding out my, my child not only has this, but she has the worst possible form was just so hard on me. And I, I literally shut down. So I just like stopped. I just didn't, I didn't say anything at all about it for about a year. And finally, like, I just kept telling myself, like, London, if you 
if your daughter sees you like this sad all the time, it's just going to bring her down. And so like, if I could stay positive, then I can try to keep her to stay positive. And that's, you know, that's the most important thing. So, um, you know, there are days that are very hard for me. It's, it's, it's very hard. There are days that I don't want to talk about it. There are days that I look back at old videos and just wish I could have my little girl back. Um, you know, but we just, I try to get through it by just doing whatever I can today, you know, for her and for our family. So yeah. I, it's, yeah. on one hand, it's a beautiful thing that now you can cherish every single second of every single day. And, you know, it, there's no judgment for any parent who needs that year to kind of process everything. And you know, I don't have children, but I, I'm sure as a parent, you have a vision of what your future entails and it yeah. takes time. And a lot of people always say, I needed time to, to grieve my vision for the future. And yeah. then you were able to do that. And now you guys are able to kind of cherish the life. And as you said, some days are going to be hard. That's unfortunately, you know, the path. But yep. What do you guys, Autumn, what do you guys like to do every day that just kind of makes you enjoy this life? We do. Movie night and game night. You she said we do movie, movie night and she said we do movie night and game night, which we do lots more than that. She's just trying to think of <laughs> plan things that we have during the week. Last night was supposed to be game night, but we decided to what we do instead. A painting night. We did a painting night instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it's nice to paint. It's nice to just be free and, and use that material. Yeah. Do you have a favorite movie? Frozen. Mine too. Yeah, yeah. I love Frozen. It's We're just pretty nice big, music. pretty big Frozen fans. Oh, I love the music. I I listen. I'm that weird mom that listens to Frozen and Disney songs in the car and sings right along with it. It's like that's my go-to. Same. same. Sometimes you just you need it. It gets you excited. It pumps you up. Do you have a favorite Frozen character? Oh, oh, really? Ola. I thought you were gonna say Spin. And Spin. And Spin. And Spin. <laughs> And so, Autumn, you're in school, right? Yeah. And you said you're in 10th grade. Yeah. What is your favorite thing to do in school? Go for walks with Miss Harry. I like going for walks, too. I And you have three dogs? Yeah. Wow. So you, you guys, you're painting, you have movie <laughs> night, you're going on walks. I mean... You're living such a beautiful and rich life, right? We go on adventures, too, when when we can, you know? Autumn does, this girl does a lot of traveling, don't you? Yeah. Where did we go in January? Orlando. (laughs) Orlando to Disney World. Did you have fun? Yeah. Yeah. And am I, is your hair dyed? Yeah. It was, it was, but look, it. People on TikTok are like, oh my gosh, it's so bad for her hair. It faded out so fast. She takes way too hot of showers. Also, <laughs> it's hair dye. It's fun. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. all good. <laughs> <laughs> you are so cool. And that's, I mean, you guys are incredible people. I, I'm so glad that I got to chat with you. And I know that you said that you go to school, Autumn, and your school is very accommodating, I hear, right? Yeah. Yeah. How How is it that I live in New York City and 
we have, you know, a pretty good public school system. But it's hard to to find schools that are going to accommodate every child's needs. And even as simple making sure that a child is, you know, getting the right resources for fine motor school skills, like even the smallest thing. How did you guys manage to find a school that's so accommodating? We got very lucky. We got very lucky that and the fact that nobody wants to argue with me. <laughs> I'm that mom that's like, this is how it is. You need to understand every single bit of what she's going through. And you need to help her in every way you can. And they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it should be, though, right? Don't don't mess with a mama bear. <laughs> no. no, I mean, the bottom line, that's kind of how it was. No, they, they, everybody, I mean, everyone's always little bottom, but we were very lucky because, you know, there are a lot of kids with JHD that do not have the same experience as Autumn does. She, they don't, it breaks my heart. It makes me angry because it makes me just like, be like, want to go to their school and like do I need to go do something like oh my gosh but oh we got very lucky and they're extremely accommodating for autumn I mean you know they knew from the beginning like Hi. once I have my own special chairs you yeah. do have your own special chairs yeah, yeah. I mean yeah they, as, they as you should her. yeah they accommodate her, her on everything that she needs and um, you know, even from the beginning, I mean, everything when, what I was going to say though, is when, you know, every, we have to go to several, I think like two IEP meetings a year, but they also know that if we need to change something up because this is a progressive disease, then to call them, we'll set another IEP meeting and we'll have it even sooner. And they know that that's a very real possibility. Um, but, um, what was I going to say from the beginning, they've just always understood. and, and I. I let them know as they kind of understood, you know, this is a terminal illness. Autumn is not in school to be stressed out. She's not in school to have homework. I mean, I, never I, have I don't want Lucky. her worried about any of that. Like she's there because she wants to be there. Right. Um, she loves school. And, and that's just the bottom line. So whatever she needs to do to get through the day, then that's what she needs to do. So she has paras with her. A para is, they call them different things in different states, but basically Autumn has her own little assistant with her everywhere she goes all day long. From the time she steps off of the bus till, you know, I mean, all day long. In fact, even her bus, she has her own bus because of the fact that um, it was like, so she was diagnosed in sixth grade and then seventh and eighth grade, um, she was still riding the bus to school, the normal bus to school. And she was always like, she started to get slower. Like not only, first of all, the mornings were just really hard for her. Autumn, she loves, she just has hard mornings. She always has. I don't really think it has anything to do with the disease. It possibly is affecting her more now, but she's just not a very early morning person. Yeah. So um, even with, but when she would get on the bus, then she'd you know have a hard time waking up. It would just be a sad morning, like for everybody. I'd be yelling to try to get her out the door because you got a bus that's outside waiting for you, you know. So it was just the whole thing was stressful. So that was just one little accommodation that the school did. Is like you know what, she doesn't have to come for first period. Let her come starting second period. Give her a little bit more time to sleep in, and that's what we do. And so. And if it comes down to it, eventually, if she is getting too tired, like in the middle of the day, then she'll just leave school early. It's not, it's not a problem. I mean, she, she, you already leave at like two, she leaves like 10 or 15 minutes early just because 
to not have the stress of trying to walk through all the kids to get to the bus and so on and so forth. So um, there are so many accommodations I think for her at the school. Um, they're yeah. really, really great. Autumn loves, she loves school. <laughs> yeah. And, and it must be so, you know, nice to be able to just enjoy school. Right. And just, I'm sure you have a lot of friends, right? <laughs> like that, that, mu- that must be the, the most amazing kind of experience where you get to go to school and you have friends and teachers and everyone just loves you and wants to, you know, make you feel warm and happy. And then you also come home and feel this. I mean, the the life that you guys are living is just so, it's so beautiful. And I'm so happy that, you know, you're sharing this with everyone. And even though I'm sure there are days where you don't necessarily want to post or anything, you're spreading such amazing awareness. And you created this foundation and it's still going on. I believe there's a TikTok for it and an Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so what, what is the hope for the next step for this foundation? You mean help for HD? Yeah. Help for HD. I work for help for HD. I just run their social media. So I didn't start that organization. Oh, I started Cura Cure HD which I haven't really, I haven't done any runs in years, but that's a whole separate story. I had two back surgeries and then Justin passed away and lots of things happened. So, I mean, I still do lots of awareness stuff, but no, I just do uh, help for HD social media. (laughs) All right. So help for HD and that's for children and adults and just everyone. Yeah. Help for HD is just a nonprofit organization. You know, they, Provide education, resources, and support to all families living with Huntington's disease. They have a podcast called Help for HD Live. Um, and those are some of the videos you'll see as I just take, I take the live, the Help for HD Live podcast, take all that, break it down into just three minutes and then post that to, to social media. I mean, there's lots of different stuff they do, but they also do a lot of education days and stuff like, um, you know, just like education days where they bring doctors, researchers, people from the community in to talk about all kinds of various things, Huntington's disease. They mainly do focus on Huntington's disease with adults, but of course they do have a really big aspect on trying as much as they can to provide support for kids with juvenile Huntington's disease. And where are we going pretty soon? Sacramento. (laughs) Sacramento. Yeah. We're going there. We're going there for a help for HD hype day. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Wow. So you guys do really just travel all over, huh? <laughs> we try. I mean, I try to, you know, stuff like that. We're also, right. Autumn was just awarded the NYA scholarship. So we will be going to the HDSA convention in Atlanta, Georgia um, in June. So are you guys coming to New York City anytime soon? You know, we were in New York we City at the last convention. Oh, I missed it. <laughs> yeah, I actually, that was one of the, we went to HDSA, the last in-person convention for HDSA was in Boston in 2019. Um, and after that, of course, just because we were in that area, I actually grew up in New Jersey and oh. I was born and raised in Atlantic City. But um but I wanted to take my, I want to have all my kids. I actually have three kids. Logan is um, my other son who's at risk, but no symptoms or anything. So we're just really hopeful that he does not have it. And then my oldest son, Dakota, has a different father. But anyway, I wanted all my kids to go to convention. And I also wanted to take them on the trips. So Dakota had just turned 18. So for his 18th birthday, I purchased tickets to go watch the fireworks for the 4th of July from the top of Tower 1 with all the kids. 
So we did that. Oh, what else did we do in New York? We Autumn met so many dogs. She loves New York City dogs. I mean, I mean just, they're all over. <laughs> Lion King on Broadway. Lion King on Broadway. You enjoy we did it? Go to that. Yes. <laughs> I I yeah. went to see it many years ago, and I would yeah. love to go back. Wow. It was pretty cool. That was really cool, and she got to meet young Simba. <laughs> mm. Got his wow. autograph. Uh, Which is actually really funny because when I was a kid, I was obsessed. I don't know how old you are, but I was obsessed with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I don't know if you know who that is. <laughs> JTT. And JTT, as you know, played Simba in The Lion King. So I'm like, oh my God, you have a crush on young Simba and I had a crush on young Simba. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so I, that's so cool. I mean, you guys are just doing so many fun things. Next time you come to New York, you have to let me know, even Jersey, anywhere in well, the vicinity, so I can meet you guys. You, <laughs> for sure. Do you guys have any last minute piece of advice for people on just like living life to the fullest? No. 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 <laughs> I just, you know, after her diagnosis and just, you know, real, I just, I cherish every moment. I think everybody should just cherish every moment they have with their children because it goes by faster than you think. And for some people, it's goes by much faster than others. So live your life, enjoy every moment and, you know, yeah, just live every day as best you can do whatever you can to live the best you can. So I love it. I love it. Well, I thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to come Absolutely. on. It was so nice meeting you, Autumn, in London. I am excited to continue following you on social media. And thank you for just being beautiful humans and, and sharing your life with the world. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. Of course. Have a beautiful day. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.